The opinions expressed in this program reflect only those of the participants and are not necessarily those of the sponsors, management, or staff of WTBQ Radio or FST Broadcasting Corporation. I'm gonna make this place your Welcome to The Real Real Estate Show. This is Grace Warren from Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty, and I'm here with my co-host. Marsha Talbot, Associate Broker, Better Homes and Gardens Rand, and we have some guests today. Uh, first, our, um, he's kind of like one of the hosts here. Because the regular? He's, he's a regular, <laughs> yeah, he's definitely a regular. Uh, Mike Van Mansar with Hudson United Mortgage. Yes, and then a special guest from Community Together. Together, I keep wanting to say 2000. Well, it was. It was, and now it's Community <laughs> but Together. It's past 2000, so we couldn't say that anymore. <laughs> yes, so this is Patricia McMillan. Welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. <laughs> thank you for coming. Yeah, so we're going to have some different conversations today, some some things about banking, um, specifically foreclosures. I know we've spoken about this before, but there's more specifics about it now that we wanted to uh, put out there. So there's that sort of thing. And then we're going to talk about um, community together as well and what they do as, a, as an organization. Um, but first, I guess we should really talk about our weeks, right? Which I, I, I was kind of off this week, so I, I didn't do too much. But um, I do have a, a nice closing that's coming up soon that I'm very, getting very excited about because I've only had this listing for like three, four years or something. Yes, and it's the most beautiful piece of property. It so is. I'm very excited. It is, it is. And actually, maybe when the people that purchase it close, maybe I'll have them on because they have some ideas of what they're going to do with this property, which sounds like it's going to be really nice. Uh, is it land? It's yeah. land. Oh, okay. there's, there's a house on it, and uh, it's 100 acres wow. in, in wow. Warwick. And a pond. The pond, yeah, um, a stocked pond. and uh, The biggest fish huge really huge bass in there they're, they're bass yeah but there's also uh carp in there as well that they put in there they were sterile carp and the carp what they do is uh eat down the um the vegetation that's in there that's great yeah yes so they're, they're really really big they're like 36 inches long oh and they kind of come up on the water and you see their little dorsal fin come up and it sort of you know to me i'm like oh my god it's a shark <laughs> my son is going to be so sad nope. yeah but they're that nice was his people. dream he, he, he just needs to I make was... friends with the people that are buying it that's all they're very friendly they're very very, very right. friendly i was gonna say that's my dream property <laughs> it's everybody's dream property yeah. if you had a million dollars you know many we people would have sold it yeah <laughs> i would have bought it if i had a million dollars but, I know. Um, yeah, my kids grew up on that property. So because, did mine. Yeah, because we lived down the road. Yeah, uh, yeah. And so uh, you used know, to walk, there was nothing else there. Yeah, and uh, my my uh, sister's family is who owns the property, and uh, my kids grew up on the beach there with the pond, and they would swim and fish and do all that kind of thing. So I'm very familiar with it, and there's a lot of trails, and it's just a great property. But anyway, that's probably. I, I shouldn't even say it because knock on wood, right? <laughs> you know, hopefully it's going to close in the next couple of weeks. It, it, we're very close to it right now. So that's what's been going on in my real estate world. Um, as I said, I was not, I didn't work last week. So how about you? I had a lot of um, appointments with old clients this week. Uh, people thinking about putting their house on the market, what they needed to do. So that was, that was a good weekend. Mm -hmm. and oh, we, yes. we actually, you and I went on an appointment. I forgot about that. That's right. On on Tuesday. Right. And that'll be a nice listing when it comes on a, um, a log home. 
There's not that many. My log sister homes just around. bought a log home. If you need a comp, <laughs> <laughs> it's in Wachell. No wonder if we used. If I pulled that up, I pulled. We up try a to pull most. You know. In the area yeah. because it's wider well, when you yeah <laughs> well it's not what, that far no it's not when you're thinking of specific yeah. building and so you're allowed permitted to go out of area if it's something really specific so if you have a contemporary and there's none on the there's like know, four in Warwick you know? yeah I can give you the address <laughs> I mean if I'm you exaggerating want to to but <laughs> seriously there's not a lot of contemporaries is it so Ulster County though no it's. Orange, I believe. Oh, it's it's uh, just part of Middletown. Part of Middletown. Middletown yeah. is in so, Wallkill. Yeah, because I remember um, when they had they had to call the police for some reason. I guess when they were doing the appraisal, the door had happened to be wide open, so obviously they didn't want to walk down the stairs, right. and you know, so they mm -hmm. and when they called, they're like, "No, you have to call this sheriff." I think they're right on the border there. Of it's like Newburgh Town in. Oh, Wallkill. so it so it is old, like on the border of Ulster County, yeah. that, that yep. wall kill, because I've sold houses out that way the, too. Yeah. <laughs> hit the other county. Okay, but. yeah. Well, it's it's actually pretty out there in the school district. Uh, you know, we were not supposed to talk about that, but uh, for my niece has children that go there and she loves it. So We can say that. that that's a lot. <laughs> it works for that. That's why I changed what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> the reason that with that occurs is that it's a fair housing situation and we're not allowed to discuss schools. Exactly, exactly. So go online. <laughs> I just learn something new every day. <laughs> yeah, no, we 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 can't speak about like uh, our opinion on the school district because uh, of fair housing. Yeah, like yeah, we yeah. could be steering people into a specific school district sense, or yeah. steering them out of it or whatever. So, so I mean, the the crazy thing is that all the demographics on everything is online. And so that you can say to somebody, you know, it's best if you go online and you'll find out everything you ever wanted to know and then more so, but we can't talk about it. <laughs> so I mean, somebody's, we can't talk about neighborhoods. Yeah, I, and that's what uh, uh, certainly parents of young children are looking for is the, where the house is. And it's, I think and it's the it's first in a question that everybody district. gets asked. It's always yeah. the they first question. They even ask yeah. me, and I'm, I have to, you know, err on the side <laughs> of caution as well. <laughs> right. Well, you know what? People are very sophisticated at this point and very knowledgeable, and they know the school ratings better than we do. They, I, I have been with people, and they go, oh, that's an eight. <laughs> Let's go, an eight. And so that, that they do, they check. So that that's a great thing. That's really a good thing to do. Uh, to go on the website. What's the website again? Well, um, there's New York State schools too. I think there's the school report card. There's a few different. That's ones, the I one think. that I just recently was on, and it it, it is um, it does that's what where the number eight comes from mm -hmm. because of those that report card. And there's so many things listed on information on there that it is really a good um, a good. Um, like teacher to uh, to student ratio, yeah. there's lots and tons lots of, of information. information. So one the the banking thing that we were going to talk about the foreclosure thing um, that Mike was going to be bringing up. I this morning pulled uh, and I, I brought this up the last time we talked about it is how many foreclosures were on the market and of course they're not foreclosures they're REO owned properties so real estate owned property properties. So and we know. Right. <laughs> so right now in Orange County, there are 100 of those um, properties, REO yeah. own, those properties. Yeah. So there's 100 of them. And then last uh, since the beginning of the year, we've closed 38, 38. And then in the whole county, we closed 392 homes altogether. So it's 10 percent of what 
we um, what we're closing in the area. So it's a it's a significant number. One is out that of ten including homes. land or those single family? That's just single, single family, family. House, yeah. houses. Yeah, and um, it's probably not too many too much land because there's not a lot of um, people pay the taxes on the land. The taxes <laughs> compared to well, on I'm not land. talking about yeah. I'm not talking about taxes on um, like tax foreclosures. That's yeah. a different thing. I'm talking about like uh, mortgages. Yeah, you know, and the banks for the don't normally invest in land. There's a know. few banks Just that do. Few, yeah, yeah. There's some some of the saving. I was just surprised to hear that, that number. That's still a lot. Yeah. yeah, it is. And I did not include multifamily homes because if I did that, it would be higher for mm. sure. Um, and maybe even commercial. Yes. Yeah. So that, but I just did single family homes, and it was 38 have closed since the beginning of the year, and 392 regular homes. So that's 10. percent And it's it's interesting. And then this, uh, I uh, kind of went through this by town just to see where a lot of the uh, foreclosures were concentrated, and a lot of them are in Newburgh, um, in Goshen. There's like there's six of them. Uh, Middletown has quite a few. Um, let's see, Warwick has one, two, three, four, five, five homes that are currently on the market that are REO owned. So, so Grace, does the bank just put them on the market recently, or have, have they been out there for a while? Well, they all are, uh, you know, been on for a various amount of time, but these are what are actually active right now that you could go in and make an offer on. So, if you know, 38 out of a hundred are selling in this short period of time. I mean, th that's these should be gone pretty quickly. But the thing is think, that yeah. when you make the offer to the bank, you may not know for quite a while too. So well, they're usually pretty good. But the Pent? experience I've had recently with these is that they've been um, they've actually closed fairly not closed. They've come back really quick. With it, like within 36 hours, I've had um, answers on most of the ones that there was like two of them I just recently did, and I I was actually surprised at how quickly they came back. Were they Fannie Mae or were they um, individual the banks? I don't remember to tell you the truth. So we're going to continue this conversation yeah, we'll, shortly. We're going to take a break right now. Okay. This is Christine Koenig with Better Homes and Garden Rand Realty, and I love real estate. I grew up helping my dad fix up his investment properties. That knowledge and experience has fueled my passion for real estate. Licensed in New York and New Jersey, I focus my business in Orange, Sussex, and Passaic counties. Check out my website at christinekoenig.randrealty.com or listen to The Real Real Estate Show. Mondays at 10 a.m. Hudson United Mortgage is the number one mortgage company specializing in residential loans in New York and New Jersey, where Mike Van Mansard is offering first-time homebuyers low down payment options and a mortgage that saves you money and time. Licensed in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut, Mike Van Mansard will patiently walk you through the maze of applying for a mortgage and is available for all your questions. Call Mike Van Mansard now to set up an appointment or for more information, contact Mike at HudsonMortgage.com. Hi, this is Grace Warren, a licensed real estate agent for Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty for more than 17 years. And I'm ready to hear your wants and needs, and then I will help you fulfill your goals. 
As a full-time residential specialist and longtime resident of Orange County, I know the Orange County market very well, and whether you're a buyer or seller, my priority is your satisfaction. For more information, please visit my website, gracewarren.randrealty.com, and let's get together. Hi, this is Peter Fellow of A&T Healthcare, your one call for the finest in home health care. Tune in every Thursday at 10 a.m. to hear the latest news on everything health-related because your health does matter. That's Health Matters every Thursday at 10 a.m. Hi, this is Professor Richard Hull, host of the Warwick Historical Society's weekly show, History Alive. Tune in every Monday at 11.05 to learn how history is your past, present, and future. Radio worth listening to. I'm gonna make this place your home. Welcome back to The Real Real Estate Show. Uh, we have a very interesting discussion going on about foreclosure. And we are on WTBQ, 1110 on the dial. And I have to always look, <laughs> WGHT AM in Pompton Plains. Pompton, Pompton Lakes. Lakes. Pompton Lakes. <laughs> Swim, <laughs> not walk. <laughs> And our phone number here is 845-651-1110. We are live here today. So if you'd like to give us a call about, you know, anything that we're talking about or anything real estate, just give us a call. So what you need to remind everybody is that realtors work, even if it's a federal holiday. <laughs> That's right. We don't get days off. We certainly don't get paid holidays. <laughs> Doesn't happen that way. So back to um, what we were discussing about the uh, REO properties. And maybe, Mike, you want to talk about now what the laws the, that change kind of yeah um all right so yeah i think so I brought many it laws up. changing I <laughs> right now I, like my mind is exploding but this is specifically about yeah and i think these are going to even change as we kind of go forward but we'll just see so i brought it up a couple of weeks ago that um laws have changed in new york state to where if i the bank foreclosed on you the homeowner um it used to be that when i the bank took possession like you mentioned the reos those are all bank-owned houses they have come they take they've taken possession now of that house right so it used to be that once the bank took possession you the client for instance or borrower would not have um you could not no longer raise a defense right saying you can no longer go to court and say i was foreclosed on illegally i want my day in court that basically that stopped. was the previous that owner. was the previous law yeah so it basically you gave up your right to defense once the bank took possession back because they felt that they've already notified you enough via letter whatever sheriff um and essentially what has changed is you no longer give up that right so if you happen to be foreclosed on and decide that five years down the road the bank took possession of your property illegally um you could have a claim in court. So you can basically take now the bank to court. So this caused a lot of nervousness for investors. Why am I going to buy a house? Like you listed a hundred and something properties, right? Every one of those properties, there's a potential cloud of title, meaning I could buy that house from the bank and then not know if that person five years down the road is going to come up and say, you know what? I, I was foreclosed on illegally. You guys technically don't own that house. I just want to jump in. A cloud on title means that the title company is not insuring it. Correct. Yeah. They're basically saying, oh, we'll give you insurance except for if this scenario happens. You know, so it's like collision coverage for a car. If you don't have it and you hit something, you know, they're not covered, but the minimum liability would be. So it's kind of using that as an example. We're, we're willing to give you a policy, but we're going to omit this item, which states that this person can now come back and... 
what, how that, I mean, obviously that's a huge risk for an owner, right? And it's also a huge risk for a bank. So we're no, we uh, don't want the policy. Is that happening often, the cloud on the title? This just started. Yeah. So it's actually, I was surprised to hear that 38 closed transactions since January. I'm wondering how many are going to continue because I've already seen clients um, opt out of buying foreclosures. Attorneys are advising their clients to opt out. Um, some of the information, though, that I got, and it's little tidbits here and there, and we'll kind of see what happens moving forward. Because um, I, you know, we all wanted to know what's specific to the property. How, how are you defining this? And it and it has to be on a one to four unit residence. It cannot be commercial. You have to be a natural person. These are all instances. What do you mean a natural person. <laughs> I, I can't be an LLC. It can't be Mike the oh, LLC. Oh, it has to be a, a, a person, an actual person. person. Correct. Yeah. Well, if a corporation human. is considered a person, <laughs> a human person. So these are ways that you know. These are what's in place. That basically, this is how the bank would have legally had to foreclose, and you have to meet certain criteria. Now, if one of those criteria, let's say it's an LLC, for instance, and the bank foreclosed then there, there's not going to be a cloud on title because they didn't technically foreclose on a natural person. So who's going to claim who's going to claim the defense? An LLC down the line? So there's stuff that's come out to kind of guide us, and I think it's making title companies more comfortable because, remember, it's really not the buyer and it's not the lender saying, oh, no, we don't want to lend money. It's the title companies saying we're nervous, that we're not comfortable. So what, And risk. that's... And the title company is taking the risk, also the buyer, but the buyer is just going to fall back to the title company if anything were to happen, right? So those are small little changes. It, they made it come out like it was a big bad wolf, and it's actually not as bad as I think people had or had suspected it was going to be. Because in reality, if a person, if I don't pay my mortgage and I owe the bank $300,000 and five years down the line, I want to say, you know what, I don't feel like I was taken or I don't think it was handled property. I want to raise my defense now. I have to come up with what I owe the bank. And not many people <laughs> are sitting on that much money, you know. So you would have to pay it. The you difference, have to have the money to pay it back. Yeah, because the bank's going to foreclose. Let's say that they only get 250 for the 300 that I owe them. That difference or whatever it is and all the legal fees of now, you know, the attorneys and the years that have gone by, I need to pay that in order to even have my day in court. So let's say the judge says, you know what, Mike, you're right. You were foreclosed on illegally. We're going to give you your house back. Come up with the money. <laughs> so, you so got to still it. make it difficult for yeah, the they, homeowner to pursue that. Well, that's, yeah. well, that's kind of what the title companies are thinking. It's yeah. like, is in the reality, is someone really going to come five years down the road with a big check and go to bat for a foreclosure? Probably not. You know, and I, you know, I'd they like to think, lottery. yeah, <laughs> I'd like to think that you know, being in the banking industry, that banks are a little smarter and they're not just foreclosing on people without documentation and proof, but we all live through <laughs> that big crisis. Um, anyway, the real, the way around this is you need an original mortgage and original note. And that basically will tie what the bank did um, and foreclosed and make it legal. That's what a judge would want to see in the court. Now, the problem with all this is, as you guys know, if you've ever had a mortgage in your life, I do a mortgage with ABC Bank, and then six months or a year down the line, it's purchased by, you know, ABCZ Bank or whatever. So not many of the original documentation is with the original lender. So the servicing is sold. So we have to then chase down documentation, which is what creates the problem. And I guess, you know, what the title companies have done essentially is they've created an affidavit. I'm actually 
folding a piece of paper here, but <laughs> you guys can't see it. It's an affidavit that basically states, and an attorney would sign this or someone representing the party and say, we are in possession of the original mortgage and the original note, and we are comfortable saying that this is not going to be a cloud on title. And then the title company would receive that and basically make their assessment on that, whether to insure it. And this would come from the bank. Correct. Or the attorney. Because someone has to basically the bank affirm. Attorney. The bank attorney, yep. right. Um, someone has to affirm that they are in possession and that, that they're basically putting their neck on the line and saying, we have it, you know. So I know that's long-winded, <laughs> but it's... It's complicated. It's though. complicated. Mm -hmm. It's just something to look for and be aware of because everyone's looking for a deal on houses. I get calls every day. You know, they start, they want that perfect house that they see on HGTV, which everyone wants, you know, and, but they're, they're open to doing work on it. The deals for those properties happen to be on foreclosures, right? So that's kind of what yeah. they're looking for. And I just say buyer beware and let the attorneys do their job and, and, you know, whether or not they should proceed, you know, because we need a title report that shows clear title. If it doesn't, we won't lend. So this would be an issue that I guess, uh, Grace and uh, Marsha, you guys would bring up with potential buyers of foreclosed we property. We would. We have rather to. than wait till the last. Yeah, you yeah. want to get it no, well, at closing, right? Ninety nine ninety nine percent of the time, <laughs> we are working as buyers brokers, yeah. buyers agents, and that's full disclosure. And in reality, even if you're not, this is full disclosure because this could be these are legal issues. And one of the things we would say is speak with your attorney. You know, um, when it comes to something like that, I, mean, I can not give any legal advice. We can tell them about it. Right now, it, it's a little bit more problematic. There's new laws. It's there, and when no one is 100% clear about it, please speak to your attorney. That I think that would be, even before you speak to Mike in a way, because we don't know where we're going. It's it certainly, as, a, as an agent for me, it makes me uncomfortable showing foreclosures now because, you know, if I don't know whether or not they're going to have clear title now, like, am I wasting these people's time? Am I wasting my time? That kind of Yeah, thing. no, I agree. The benefit, I guess, with Rand, as you know, they we have that affiliate Hudson United title company where you guys are always welcome to shoot a quick email and say, hey, can you just do a quick, you know, it's like a pre-search kind of get some mm -hmm. data about the property. It takes a couple of days to come back and it may be able to see, you know, when you foreclose on a property, it's hundreds of documents. You know, it's not just three pages that say, hey, this is ours. It's hundreds of documents. Every letter that's been sent to you has to be included in what's recorded. So um, give them a chance to go through it and see, hey, maybe this one's not as risky as the one down the street. Um, but I do think title companies are going to insure these properties. It's not going to, they're just not going to say across the board, no. Otherwise, they're going to sit and we're going to have ugly vacant houses, you know, on the market, which is kind of what killed us in a lot of communities after the, you know, the recession. Exactly. So, yeah, it's certainly as, as I've brought up before that the banks now are really doing things to the homes that uh, to get them ready for, for Depending sale upon the bank. Yeah. They've made it a lot easier than it was at the beginning um, of this, this mess that we all got into and it, it I, I certainly have found that it's much much simpler now and clearly well, still in if you know. i think that they've cleaned off a lot of their books and now you know you're finding i don't know the statistics but i read about them here and there that the mortgage uh deficiency like where people are delinquent on their mortgage is at all-time lows everyone that's buying houses now even from the bank's perspective we go through everything you know top to bottom more so than we did you know years and years ago 
And I also think that the nervousness that people never want to go through this again, that they are paying their bills on time, they're not buying above their means, they're comfortable with their payment. It's the first question I ask people. They're like, well, what can I afford? You know, what can I be pre-approved for? I say, no, what do you want to pay monthly? Because let's start with that. And then I'll work up a loan based on that. Because if you, I can tell you you're approved for half a million dollars, you don't want that payment maybe, you know, let's be where you're comfortable. And I think that's helped a lot and people are just paying their bills, you know, their mortgage especially. I think that um, having lived through that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And that people, I mean, you are wonderful when you talk to people and you ask the right questions. But at that time, there were lots of people out in the marketplace that said, oh, we can give you 110%. I can give you a loan. I can get them a loan. I mean, it was it was very hairy. And it yeah. was nerve-wracking for, for like you and I, Marcia. But we didn't I, use those mortgage people. Yeah, but even... <laughs> we didn't, but we still, didn't. like, I... I brought this up many times like I at the time I was selling a lot of new construction and people were coming in and they were buying you know $500,000 houses and they were putting three and a half percent down or three percent down and they had like five people on the mortgage you know it was yeah. like it was crazy and I'm yeah. thinking this doesn't seem <laughs> this doesn't seem right and then the prices just kept going up and I remember going home and telling my husband I just sold another house and the prices are going up and he's like should I quit my job I'm like no no <laughs> so you, you were the, one of the people like myself I, I when I worked in the banking industry I was trained to assess credit right and one of the things we saw or, and I wasn't in the, the mortgage area, but you know I did commercial mortgages. And one of the things we, we kept talking about was this reduction in the equity that people were previously uh, supposed to provide when they bought homes. Mm -hmm. And it didn't make sense because there's a reason for that, right, yep. Mike? Right, you know, right. that if the, <laughs> if the purchaser has a stake in what they're buying, Skin then they're the less game, likely yeah. <laughs> to walk away from it. And then with the... the I'll say the variations, the wraparounds and the second mortgages, it, it, we saw it was just a, going to be a nightmare. And we've all, as you said, we've lived through that. So <laughs> it's nice to see people be more prudent. Yeah, we can't do Thankfully. that again. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to take a quick break and then we'll continue. Inspections is the number one home inspector for your prospective new home, ensuring great memories instead of repairs. Gene of Gem Home Inspections brings more than 30 years of experience in residential construction plus hardscape and landscape design. Gene's passion also lies in historic restoration and renovation, providing professional quality service, plus Gene is a state certified inspector. For peace of mind with the purchase of your home, Contact Gene on Facebook at Gem Home Inspections. Hi, this is Marcia Talbot, a licensed real estate broker of Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty, specializing in residential, land, and vintage homes. Rest assured that I will make your experience smooth and pleasant and hold your hand through the entire process. As a resident of Orange County since 1976, I know every nook and cranny of this area. Please contact me at marcia.brandrealty.com for the best experience in your buying or selling process. Hi, this is Mary Ulrich with Cornell Cooperative Extension, inviting you to join me and our local farmers on Farm Talk every Wednesday at 12 noon, where you can learn all about agriculture in our communities. That's Farm Talk Wednesdays at 12 noon. 
Hi, this is David Dirks, the host of the Dirks Outdoor Show. Call in as we discuss everything for the outdoor sportsman every Saturday at 7 a.m. Radio worth listening to. WTBQ Mostly sunny skies today with our highs climbing into the lower 40s. We have increasing clouds coming in tonight and in the mid-20s. Tomorrow, cloudy skies. Now, as the precipitation starts, it may start off as little snow and sleep briefly and then change over to rain as we climb into the 40s through the day. Tomorrow night, any mixed precipitation showers taper off to uh, just some cloudy skies. We'll get down to about 30 and look for mostly sunny skies to return on Wednesday. Our highs will be near 40. I'm WeatherWorks' Tony Salimo from the WTBQ Weather Center. WTBQ. I'm gonna make this place your home. Welcome back to The Real Real Estate Show. Uh, this is Marcia Talbot and... Grace Warren. And... Are you looking at me? Mike and Matt, sorry. <laughs> and our special, <laughs> guest, <laughs> our special guest today, Pat McMillan, who um, actually came on to talk to us about Community Together, but had been in the banking industry. So she's put, she's adding in a little over, <laughs> observation and overview. So. Uh, prior life, yes. <laughs> well, it, it's, it's true about um, how, what you were saying. You know, the reason that this all happened was because the, the banks were selling their loans, right? So they were selling it to the stock market or whatever. Investors, investors, investors. Hedge funds. It could be a. It could be you know five people that just want to buy high interest. You know that. Well, people. Yes, they had the money. Exactly. Yes, and they were making money on it. They were bundled, so you had some good ones and some lots of bad ones. Yeah, it was. They were bundled. They were stripped. All kinds of different things done to to to. Uh, produce these securities that they then sold to largely wealthy investors to get a great return, you know, and uh, it, it ended up hurting clearly. Uh, well, when they the stopped buying, when they stopped buying them, is when well, it, right when people couldn't afford to pay their mortgages and then couldn't pay on those securities. That's when things started to come down because you know slide down because that when everybody began to realize maybe this wasn't such a great idea because they were packaging these mortgages and they weren't really understanding the risk. Although the sellers probably did. And just everyone hopes with every real estate cycle that it's going to keep going up, even though we know from history, it goes up and down and up and down and up and down. But of course, the homeowners are the ones that really got hurt because they were, they didn't, like we were talking during the break, they, everyone or most people want to own their own homes. And so they will, they're very naive about what they can afford. They believe the the seller or the, the not the seller, but the, the mortgage, the mortgage broker. broker who's trying to tell them you can afford this when they don't know any better. So they believe it and they bought these homes and we all know how that story ended. So hope, now we're past that. Right. So <laughs> securities became insecure. Uh, yes. No. So I guess we can get into now um community together and maybe you could just give us a little overview pat about what exactly it is and for for people out there that have no idea you know, maybe go into the history of community 2000 and how it's changed into uh community together thank you so yeah it started in uh, 1993, 1993 and marcia's <laughs> very aware she was actually there i guess I at was. the beginning <laughs> uh, i just joined the board last year uh, but uh, there was a film shown to a group of friends about a revisioning and revitalization project. Which and was in Tennessee. In Tennessee. Um, and it was really exciting because what they were doing was rehabbing a city. In Tennessee. And, yes. And 
one of the things, and the person who presented it also was very exciting. And his name is Johnny Longo, and he came to talk to this group of people. And we looked around, and uh, there was Jeff Howard, and there was um, quite a few other people that were initially involved. And this and is Community 2000. This is Community back in 2000, because right. in 1993, 2000 seemed a long way away, you know. <laughs> and and um, uh, Lou Marquette, who is uh, currently on the board, and lots and lots of people who were involved in the community and member and people not only on the board and in Community 2000, people in general. So Community 2000 had done some wonderful things. Uh, PDR, uh, Community uh, the Open Preservation Program. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, the farmers markets. Uh, keep going. Open artist <laughs> studio tours, um, and then of course recently we sponsored uh, some local community groups. Sustainable Warwick, which I'm sure a lot of people have heard about. The Warwick Summer Arts Festival, Project Nomad, Family Central. Uh, we were also involved with the Village of Warwick. Sesquicentennial. <laughs> I always had a problem with that year. I had to keep uh, mm -hmm. practicing it. Safe Space America, and at the time, Orange County's only repair cafe, and too, co too good cool. to toss. And so, uh, the dance, the dance, the dance collective, collective. And, the music and the music series. series. I'm not sure they're still active. I think there's a, a, a rethinking. Not, not, not. Let me say that. We'd want to have it. I think the people who were involved may not be yeah, so yeah. interested. Can, can we just talk about a little bit about what these specific things are? Because I don't know what they all are. Sure. Okay. I'm sure other people don't know as well. Okay. Uh, Family Central is run by uh, Beverly Braxton, who used to be uh, one of the well Teacher. best known teachers in, in our system because she won lots of awards for... Um, I think, um, I'm trying to remember what her award was. I should have noted that down, but I didn't. Beverly, call in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that what she was thinking is that families don't really sometimes know how to work with their, their children. So it's a family-oriented group, um, and I think there's lots yeah. of people who And they who also have a program where they support uh, newborn parents, uh, parents with newborns. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> newborn parents. Um, and they have provide... Uh, I didn't know that, actually. So is this yeah. sort of like a parenting? It is it's a parenting. It's definitely a parenting. But um, beyond the initial. Yeah. Because usually the, parent, the parenting groups that I had gone when my children were born were really for newborns. Right. But, you know, this, but is, this is, this is for, in general for, for like children. You know, all 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 ages and just how to manage certain, you know, relationships with within the family. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then what about Project Nomad? That actually is youth engaged in the community and that is skateboarding. Yes. And that's really their focus. Yeah. Okay, so are they the Which, ones helping to do the yes. skate park in Memorial Park? Uh, yes, some of those people are involved with that new initiative. Uh, and apparently, I just learned recently that skateboarding is, I think, number one or two, two second sport that kids are involved with. Well, I They're can tell you. Green Lake, too, the yes, yes. Yes. yes, I can right. tell you that when my, my own son was a, a young in high school and middle school he loved going to the skate park and he did he went at first with his skateboard and then he took his bike they did the bmx bike thing and that was a place that he spent a lot of time 
there. Mm-hmm. And at the time, it was pretty beat up in Memorial Park. I mean, the kids were fixing their own stuff there because yeah. it was in bad shape. So I think that that's a, a nice thing to do because we need things for children. Exactly. Especially in that, you know, middle school, high school age to do that, um, you know, is 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 healthy gets them outside and keeps them occupied yeah you know all these kids are playing minecraft all day long and it's ridiculous you know it's like you want to just throw your kid out the window (laughs) or out the door and say go play but they don't know how exactly yeah so something like that i think is wonderful and actually that was in memory of ian sharp who believed in meditation in action i love that term (laughs) and who was a skateboarder okay so he was a local Local? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He lived here. Okay. Lived on Cascade Road. Okay. Um, sustainable Warwick. Pat, I'm going to let you talk about that, and I'll jump in. Yeah. <laughs> so I, a lot of people have probably heard about Sustainable Warwick because they do so much. Uh, uh, their mission is to uh, bring, uh, to make sure that there's uh, Warwick and the rest of the world uh, increases, well, we help increase public understanding of sustainability. So they have, uh, they meet, I think it's the third Wednesday of every month, Um, and they've helped people find uh, environmental and uh, sustainable solutions for their homes in terms of heating, um, and they also host uh, uh, meals to show how to eat sustainably, uh, you know, what you're eating and even the the tools you're Mm -hmm. eating with and and what Mm -hmm. you're using. Um, they do the, again, the repair cafe where people can bring their goods uh, and have them fixed instead of just tossing them. Uh, you know, we have it's such great. a problem with what we're throwing away. Americans have so much and we're, we've filled up our, our uh, landfills. Like China won't take our stuff anymore. <laughs> um, so it's, and let's face it, it's, it's in our interest to, to save that stuff or reuse it. They also do a community garden. They do a community garden. Which is garden. on Hamilton Avenue next to Doc the, the Doc, I still call it Doc Fry. <laughs> but I think why. it's community center. I'm, I'm oh, really okay. bad community at that. Center, yes. Because I, I have never changed it from Doc Fry in my head. Um, why did they call it Doc Fry? Where, where did that name come from? Do you know? Because, yes, it was one of the people who were involved at the very beginning. He used to live in Warwick. Was he a, like a doctor? I'm not sure if he was actually a doctor, but um, I knew where he lived. <laughs> was his name Fry? Yes. Okay. His name was Fry. Okay. His last name. He, he wasn't frying food. No, that was I his understand. last name. I understand. <laughs> That's why I said Doc Fry. Maybe he was a Dr. Fry. I don't know. I don't, you know, I, actually Jeffrey might know, but I, I don't remember yeah. if that was, that was the case. But Sustainable Warwick does have this community garden, which if you drive by what used to be the Hamilton School on mm-hmm. Hamilton Avenue, you will see the, that there's a little bit of an orchard there now, too. So if you don't want to have your own garden at your house and you'd like to have some friends doing it at the same time, that's a great place. So do you, when you go over to this garden, do you get your own spot? I think you get a little plot. I'm not sure if, because sometimes community gardens, have you have your own plot, or sometimes you share in the whole the crop. space. Um, I'm not sure because I do have a garden at home. Yes. <laughs> so I, 
So I, I try to have a garden at home. <laughs> yeah, the deer got to my. Oh, you <laughs> I need got tired high feeding. You have them. to have a fence for <laughs> high <Yep>. fencing. <laughs> There's no question. There's also um, Safe Space America, and yes. Pat, you're on that board. I correct? actually am president of Safe Space America, Just as I am with uh, Community Together now. So Safe Space America uh, it promotes safe spaces for. Uh, members of the LGBTQ community, as well as other marginalized groups. Um, and we do that by providing education and, of course, the Pride events, which are usually held at the community center each June during Pride weekend, this, which this year is going to be June 13th and uh, 14th. Uh, so we're looking forward to that. And, uh, you know, uh, we certainly need to uh, work. And we're, we're going to be working more with the young kids from the high school and younger kids. Um, hopefully starting a transgender group for uh, transgender kids and their parents so they have the support they need. I mean, this is something that was never talked about in the past, and we can continue this after our break. So stay with us. Chris Steritz has been an award-winning associate broker for more than 28 years. Chris's vast knowledge of Orange County ensures that your goals will be met whether you are a buyer or a seller, and she will help with your home inspection, mortgage, and appraisal process. She's also a specialist in corporate relocation, and the home inventory on her website is always current. For more information or to contact Chris, visit chrissteritz.brandrealty.com. O'Keefe & McCann is the only law firm for all your real estate transactions. Founding partner William O'Keefe will patiently guide you through every step, whether you're buying or selling property, commercial or residential, from the first meeting to the closing. O'Keefe & McCann earned their top rating due to their impeccable attention to detail, their dedication to a smooth closing, and the pride they take in their clients' complete satisfaction. They are with you throughout the entire process, ensuring a successful outcome. For the finest real estate attorney, visit omlawteam.com. The real estate market is hot. If you have been thinking of selling your home, now is the time. At Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty, we pride ourselves on delivering an exceptional client experience. Our professional agents will provide you with the market data you need to price your home properly and follow through with the best marketing to get your home sold. Call our office today at 845-986-4848. Hi, this is Dan Baldwin, host of Instant Replay, a sports talk radio show on your favorite radio stations, WTVQ and WGHT. Join me from 12 to 2 p.m. every Saturday to break down all the latest news and games in all of sports. Call in to agree or disagree with me on radio worth listening to. You have a car problem? Maybe it's a mechanic problem. Maybe it's not. Sounds like a job for me, Ron and Annie and the Car Doctor. That's right, Sunday mornings at 8. You get up early, let's hang out, let's talk about cars, let's all get smarter, let's solve some car problems. Ron and Annie and the Car Doctor, here Sunday mornings at 8. WTVQ. I'm gonna make this place your home. Welcome back to the Real Real Estate Show. This is Grace Warren from Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty, and I am with... Marsha Talbot, associate broker. Mike Van Mansart with Hudson United. And... Pat McMillan, Community Together. So we were talking about Community Together yeah, and some that. of the things that some of the... Projects, Pat, maybe you yeah. can explain how that works, that we are... So Community the Together is a 501c3 fiscal sponsor. 
And what we provide to these different projects is the banking, accounting, mentoring, so that they don't have to have those expenditures. That's our value. Uh, as, as, and I think, in my opinion, uh, the mentoring part of it is even more important. Uh, we met with uh, uh, me and the secretary, Donna Kaminsky, met with a woman last week, uh, very interested in uh, a project. I don't want to jinx it, so I won't mention it. But she just doesn't know how to get started. And that's the value in Community Together. My, my background being in banking and finance and helping businesses grow I find is a natural uh, help to these projects so that they know that they need to complete a plan that they can present to us and we can help them with that as well so that they can get started and they can do their research and they can form their projects so that they can move forward and then they don't have to worry about opening bank accounts and keeping minimum balances and uh, worrying okay. about who's going to do the accounting and things like that. So if somebody has an idea for something, they can approach you and talk to you about it and see if it's something that you can help them with? Exactly, exactly. And it's, it's, you, it's a not non-profit Yes, 501c3 is a nonprofit, uh, mm -hmm. and uh, we actually met earlier in well, late January uh, at a we had a, a retreat, the members of the board to look at consider what we're going to do go do going forward. We revised our mission, uh, which of course it. I should have it here too. <laughs> yes, I, I do. It's, it with here. Me. <laughs> uh, it's here somewhere. Marsh is going to find it. I hope. I oh, hope. here we go. Here we go. Okay. Um, Community together connects and oh, engages yeah. people to gather and implement ideas to improve our town. So very short, concise, and to the point. Um, so at the retreat, we redefined uh, board roles and responsibilities. Uh, we determined the strengths of our current board and what we'd like to see in terms of or what we need in terms of new board members. Um, we strategized and developed some goals and objectives, and we looked at the visioning that was done in 2018 the, because there were some huge goals and objectives set up at that time by the visioning project, which we had the 2000 people that Marsha mentioned mm -hmm. that from all over the town that participated in that, either through oh. surveys or personal right. participation. It was the three villages plus the town. Yes. And the government was in, of each village was in support of this. Yes. Okay. Like, where do we go in the future? Yes. So, so, so when you say the three villages, and the was village Green the town. Lake, Florida, and the, and the village of Warwick. What and about I have, Pine Island? Pine That's Island a is not a, it's, it's it's a, a hamlet, hamlet yeah. not okay. a village. So it obviously would be included mm. as part of the town of, of Warwick. And all the to towns and the villages were involved, and you know we hope to continue working with them. We've been, always been in contact. Uh, so uh, we are looking, obviously, to get some new people to join the board to build up our base, if you will, our bench. Uh, and uh, as you said, if people are interested in, in a project, they have an idea and they're passionate about it, they should contact us. So these are things that would enhance our community. They are community-based projects. So if you have a great idea and you want to open something that's personal, we're not the best organization. But right. if you have a thought 
Like somebody was saying earlier today when we were in the office about a pool, a community well, pool. Well, we That's were going to talk that... about that, too, yeah. So I have to, in light of full disclosure, I am on the board. <laughs> 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 but I, I think it's one, something that all of us, I mean, there's various kinds ways of supporting, but support the programs that we support. They are community-based. They're really helpful. And... Um, who doesn't want yeah. to you and they, know, know how to take care of their kids? Yeah, and the idea <laughs> yeah. is to bring the villages and the town closer together. Right. You know, each of our villages has a distinct personality, which is fantastic. Uh, so we just want to continue the, the, the uh, affiliation and find the, uh, not the differences, but the samenesses, if you will, that we all have and, and continue to build such a beautiful town that we have here in Warwick. So one of the things um, that we know that the town just recently did, and I'm not going to elaborate on this, but I'm very excited, um, is by Kutz Camp, which has... There was a town board meeting, yes, <laughs> Thursday night. Uh, I, my understanding is we haven't bought it yet. We're, We're in the process, process of considering of... the purchase, yes. Well, okay. <laughs> yeah. So we need to have Michael. I said to Michael, oh, great, I'm so excited. And actually, I need to go in and talk. Maybe we should go talk to him because it has so many facilities. Yes, yeah. That would a, be enhance uh, the town greatly. 85-acre I mean, property. It has two pools. One is heated. It has a lake. And I think there's like 36 cabins or buildings half of which michael mentioned at the town meeting uh, thursday night are heated so there's a lot of potential there you know it was formerly a camp obviously that could be a use but i see so many other uses a conference center right um and just uh, we this could is go large on and buildings on. yeah meetings yeah you know me i think art gallery <laughs> yeah or, and that was art 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 space. Art, yes, yes. Um, a facility possibly for someone came up with the idea for kids with special needs. That's something we don't have in Warwick, and a lot of parents have to send their kids out of Orange County. Yes. Uh, we can't support that here. Um, so there's just a lot of ideas came up. There will be challenges with it, but I think it's something worth looking at, yeah. Are they in agreement to... I mean, the Kutz camp wants to sell it. Oh, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They they approached Michael, according to what he said at the meeting. Uh, it, it apparently had been a designated property that the town had always kind of outlined if it ever went up for sale. And uh, it's on one side, there's a farm that the, it's already in yes, the PDR, PDR. And then the other side is the Fuller Mountain Preserve, which just recently went into the land trust. So... This would be right in between, and um, I have to say that the, the people that attended the meeting Thursday night overwhelmingly were in support of the town's consideration of the, of the purchase. Right, there's, an, uh, there's the lake. Mm -hmm. It's right as you come down um, Warwick Turnpike. Yeah, no, I know where it is. There's a, there's Not a, everybody does. Well, <laughs> you were looking at me, so I thought that's what you were telling me. It so. was not a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's a, is there an actual lake? There's like a pond yes. over yeah. there, right? Well, it's, is it's it, a small lake. It's a small, okay. yeah, it's a small They lake. call but, it a lake, but, but call, yeah. we okay. might consider it a pond. Large yeah. pond. I don't know where, <laughs> where, where, where one changes. There's the pool. There's tennis. Two pools. Two pools. Uh, Tennis, tennis courts. courts and then all these little outbuildings. well also a big building where they would have had you know their their food you know like a cafeteria yeah it's a big Kitchen building facilities yeah there's, yeah. there's other facilities i never went i mean through I, it. it looks like it makes you know total sense for the town yeah. to purchase this property i mean what's the alternative somebody 
private is going to buy it. Exactly. And then, you know, what will they do with it? Yeah. yeah. Have a camp. You know, <laughs> you know that, maybe, or maybe a, they're going to put a hotel or something there. Well, it wouldn't and, be a bad place for And, and Michael mentioned that, yeah. It's zoned, he said, uh, on the mountain zoning. So he said there could be development, personal right, four, development. So it would be four acres, yeah, eight acres. Yeah. yeah. Four, he mentioned four or five. Uh, so... Uh, you know, seeing the development that we're having, you know, some people are concerned about the development in the town. It, it, change is going to happen. We just have to make sure we consider it carefully and think about the future when we do these things. Um, but I just do want to add that um, you can find Community Together at a, on our website at Community, the word spelled out, the letter, the number two, and then gather, G-E-T-H-E-R dot org. We're also on Facebook and Instagram and you can email us at info at community the number two gather dot org. Okay, excellent. So all you people who have great ideas, let us know. I think it's it's and we want to talk about a few other things, don't we? Well we're yeah, we're having a um a line dance um Party? party. <laughs> I guess that's what it is. And everybody's is that invited a party to line? it. <laughs> everybody's invited to it. It's in Greenwood Lake. And I've been out of the loop for a couple of weeks. So Mike's I might have some you. information about it that he's yes, going to bring I pulled up. It up. Um, yeah. So we're doing it's for the Warwick Historical Society, correct? Correct. We're, we are raising money for them. Um, if you come out, it's next week, February 26th at 6 p.m. to Greenwood Lake. Um, it's the American Legion. And we are, I guess, going to be learning how to line dance. <laughs> so, um, As some of it us sounds said, like a lot of fun for a winter's night where you, you know, you'd be home. So what night is it? Wednesday. So Wednesday. Yeah, and it's yeah. early. It's yeah, it's, it's six, six o'clock. Yeah, it's twenty bucks a person. Um, hopefully, we'll be videotaping ourselves, make a fool of ourselves. But <laughs> it should be fun, and I could be the videographer. <laughs> <laughs> But seriously, we tried to do something. We were coming up with, you know, fun things for people to do that would be inclusive of whoever wanted to come to do it. And I think that that was why we did this. I mean, I'm not a big line dancer. I've never done it, so yeah, I don't I'm even know. I'm the furthest know. thing from a line dancer as well. But, uh, but we'll all be doing it so together. It's always the first time, you right? don't have to be embarrassed if you're not a great dancer, but clearly the people at this table are admitting to the fact that they are not great and dancers. And we really want to have, a, you know, anybody that's listening come out. If you can come out that night, it's for a great cause. And, you know, it could be fun. And, you know, as long as you can have some humor. Right. Um, one of the things that we're doing this year as our office is Rand is supporting the history the Warwick Historical Society. We, you know, they do great things. They have those beautiful buildings they maintain and they're a nonprofit, too. So, we, yeah, we want to help them. The, the only money they get is from things like this. So and and membership membership, of course. Yes. Yeah. So if you want to join the Historical Society, they are certainly looking for people to join and feel comfortable that you can go there and you can you can join because they're very inclusive. Next month, they go. Oops. Well, we'll have to talk what about that next, next week. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Paxton. And I don't know if they're sold out yet. It's a very well-known older folk singer. Well, thank you everybody for listening and we'll be back next Monday. Have a great week. Bye. Thank you. Bye. (laughs)